It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are so excited for our show today. But before we jump into our interview, we're going to set the tone like we always do with a little bit of music. This is Deliverer. It is performed by Douglas File. Sit back and enjoy. Oh, 
Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Just go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Well, we are so excited about our interview for today because we actually have a first. We have four ladies joining us, Kasturi Devaraj and Amali Vincent, and they are from India, and they are actually tuning in from India right now. We also have Marie McCoy and Courtney Kelly here in the States. And so we're talking about the Opportunity Center uh, today, the Opportunity School for Mentally Challenged Children in Chennai, India. The Opportunity School's purpose is to educate children with special needs and help them become self-sufficient members of society. And we are very excited to learn all of the information about the Opportunity School. And Marie and Courtney are here because they are on the board for the supporters of Opportunity School for Mentally Challenged Children. And we shorten all of that up and we call it SOSMC. It's also a 501c3 charity and it was formed to raise funding for um, the Opportunity School. So ladies, we are so excited. We're just really giddy with excitement. And we want to find out um, everything that we can about the Opportunity School. So first, let's start with our ladies from India. Kasturi, we would love to hear your testimony and kind of how you um, got to the Opportunity School. So please share with us. I praise God for giving me this opportunity to meet you all today. I would like to tell the story of Opportunity School, which was started in 1969 uh, with one girl, Susan. After the after service of 20 years of nursery teacher, one lady came and asked me whether I would like to join as a nursery teacher training headmistress school or opportunity school. So I thought the opportunity school is a different field that I can work for the Lord. So I accepted the calling that uh, I said, okay, I'll join. So in 1978, I joined Opportunity School as headmistress and correspondent of Opportunity School. So after, after I entered that school, I was noticed 
very few children were there and they were not able to communicate they are not able to um, walk properly they had drooling and uh, no communication so i was so much worried how i can take up this, these children and uh, guide them so i was very much worried one day i was sitting in my room and prayed lord please take me out of the school i don't like because i don't know how to guide them how to teach them so very difficult like that i was telling and uh, i heard a small voice saying read zechariah 11th chapter from the bible so i took the bible and read this is what the lord god says pasture the flock marked for slaughter their buyers slaughter them and go unpunished those who sell them say praise the lord i am rich so these are the words that touch me very very much because before i joined the nursery teacher god called me to mind the little lambs and the sheep and now he is going ask me to take care of the sheep which is going to be slaughtered so i i rededicated myself to the lord lord if it is your will be my guide and lead me i'll follow then from uh, from that time onwards god is leading me for the 45 years now 50 years we have celebrated and golden jubilee also we are celebrated all these years god has done great things in my life and um, all the children were very happy and they improved a lot so parents are all very happy all the uh, community appreciated very much and the government also appreciated and gave us special uh, that um, special in best institution award during our independence day august 15th by our chief minister so this is the um, lord laurel rewards god has given all praise and thanks to be our lord only amen amen that that's i mean i, I think it's just remarkable how the lord leads and guides all of us how we can all say there are there have been times when we say lord you know i really want to change i really want to do something else and when we seek the lord and we when we take that time to spend time with him we can all hear that still small voice and and know that he's leading and guiding us um in our lives. So Kasturi, thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us. And now we want to hear from Amali also uh, with you in India. Amali, um we would love to hear your testimony as well and how you got to the opportunity school. Yes. Praise the Lord. Thank you Jesus. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my experience. I am Mrs. Amali Vincent. uh my father was a, a priest a methodist pastor so he wants uh, me to continue the ministry after his service but i was not so so but at the age of uh, 25 i committed my life to god and i was called to do the ministry and he gave this ministry and according to john st john 
ിൽഡ്രൻസ്റ്റിംഗ്സ്റ്റിംഗ് and a very interesting thing is she is 84 and i am 48 so we have we are getting along with the children and it's so interesting uh, to uh, to work with these children and uh, we cater uh, we do the ministry uh, our school caters the following like uh, early intervention program special education intermediate class pre occasional and vocational training we give and therapy like physio and occupational therapy and we do have parents meeting too because the stress level will be more for them so to release the stress level and to uh, maintain uh, to take care of the children uh, we do have the parents meeting uh, to them and uh, that's how i got into this ministry and uh, i'm doing the ministry Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is wonderful. So we're we're um so thankful ladies for that that you would take the time to to join us today. Um Marie, I would love to hear from you. Marie, you're the the president of SOSMC here in the states and um you are a chemical engineer and Um we would love to hear kind of your testimony as well and your journey to uh the opportunity school and why the opportunity school kind of spoke to your heart. Yes. I've been working uh 44 years and I was with Mobil Oil for 28 years and then when Exxon bought Mobil I started Mount Consulting. And so I was on a project in Chennai with 18 other guys. Uh this was my I'd been uh to India twice before, actually three times before in the state of Gujarat and then on a project in Mumbai and this was my first one in Chennai. Chennai used to be called Madras or Madras, you may remember the Madras clothes we all yes. had. Yes. So um and this was the place where st thomas um uh preached i guess kerala and then over to uh, chennai but anyway uh i was getting ready to be umw president at hallen park united methodist church the next year this was 2014 and i was going to be president 2015 and i was thumbing through the response magazine and saw oh there's a, a mission in chennai where i'm going to be and I didn't know much about missions and <laughs> overseas and particularly in India so I thought I'd visit and I sent I sent Kasturi um an email and we went back and forth and she said yes she'd be happy to meet me so uh, I took one of the engineers along with me because it's hard to travel if you're a single woman in in India and um we got there and all these children we like we, it was hard to find it was long it took longer than we thought from our office building after work 
But um, all these children out there shouting and smiling and had little paper flowers in their hands. And you're like, wow, this is cool. And Kasturi met and gave us a tour of the school. And we start going upstairs and we hear them singing. And uh, we get in there and, you know, we're Southern English speakers and they're British English speakers. Okay. <laughs> and the children, you know, are, are special needs children. So uh, we were trying to figure out what are they singing? And, um, you know, um, I just had a mental, what was it? <laughs> um, and so it was wonderful anyway. So um, it'll give me that old time religion. That's what it was. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it was so wonderful. So they were cheerful and happy. And I hugged Kasturi and said, if you're ever in the States, you get near Dallas, look me up. So that was July of 2014, and then in September of 2014, I get a phone call from her, and she's in Cincinnati, hmm. <laughs> Ohio. So the bishop had sent her here to raise money for the school. The school um, in India, the, the R months, September, October, November, December, are when the heavy monsoon rains come. Mm -hmm. And that's when the school floods every year. Uh, the Opportunity School is a wonderful school, and it's located in this uh, complex where there's a church and there's some other schools, um, schools where the children pay, schools where the children don't pay, the government pays, but they're normal children. And then the Opportunity School, and there's an auditorium. And all of these buildings have been rebuilt over time. And the Opportunity School is the oldest. So when it rains, the rains all flood. And um, the school has un undergone lots of repairs through the years. But it, it really is in a tough uh, situation. So the, build, the school is built of three blocks or three buildings. So... Kasturi was in the U.S. to raise money for a new building, which is what we hoped. And at the time, we thought it was going to be $800,000. And um, anyhow, so she's in Cincinnati. Let me get back to the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so she said she'd like to come to Dallas. So, you know, I'd, I'd spend an hour with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, is this what I'm supposed to do? And I prayed and I talked to our current UMW president and I called the New York headquarters of UMW. And I said, have you ever heard of the Opportunity School? Do you know of a lady named Kasturi Deverat? And they said, oh, she's the Mother Teresa of the Methodist Church of India. Wow. They were just up oh, and they had just had an intern from New Mexico that was there that just raved about the school and how the children are not coddled. They are not put in a corner. They are taught to be self-sufficient. One child helps the other. And I could see that um, they were happy children, but they were disciplined. I thought about these women at the Opportunity School, kind of like that movie, uh, Lilies from the Field mm -hmm. with the Belgian nuns, but these mm -hmm. were Indian women. And Kasturi was ruling. <laughs> okay. 
So, so it was really wonderful. So we prayed and my husband and I prayed and we ended up flying her and she had a companion. The bishop had sent another woman with her named Grace to travel with her. And we flew them to Dallas and they spent five days with us. And I took her to different churches and places to make speeches, um, some of which she had never done before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I realized I was just taken in uh, Every time we went somewhere, Kasturi, her only thought was the children and how to do more for the children. And uh, people were writing checks, and we realized if someone writes a $25 check in the U.S. and she takes it back to India, by the time you convert dollars to rupees, uh, you don't get much, maybe $10, $15, because the conversion fees. So I I went to our board, our UMW board at Highland Park and said, can we take all these checks here and hold them and then do one wire? And the board agreed. And we had, Kasturi has some of the people she'd been in Baltimore and Chicago raising money to rewrite the check. So that was the start. And then I tried to work through UMCOR um, and tried to get a Methodist church to piggy bank. I didn't really want to do a 501c3, but none of that worked out, and MCOR doesn't work for new buildings. And so after trying a year, um, we decided to form a 501c, and I, I looked at who were the biggest donors in the U.S., who had given the most money today, and I asked them to be on my board, and that's how we got started. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's I mean, that's that's amazing. So it, it seems like I really feel like from you all story so far that um, I really feel that there is a thread of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit leading, leading you all kind of to each other, you know, and 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 I know that the Lord is continuing this work. Um So I'd like to pull in Courtney Kelly into our conversation right now as well. Courtney is a project manager and a controls engineer with over seven years of experience in heavy civil construction. And so, Courtney, you actually brought um, the Opportunity School to my attention. And and I know that as as you were making the decision as to, you know, this, you know, is this the board for me to be on that the Lord was really tugging at your heart as well. So I would love to hear from you. Um, why, why the opportunity school? Why is this the mission that you love to support? Yeah. So I guess I'll close the loop or continue to thread. Um, so I got plugged in through Marie, uh, through UMW um, circle four at our church. And um, during Katsuri's visit to America, Marie sent an email out, hey, you know, I'm having this lady into my home to speak about the Opportunity School. And I just love Marie. I love everything that she does. And she's a role model of mine as a a female engineer. So I said, of course, I'll just show up and see what this is about. Um, And I really realized that the mission that Marie was championing championing by um, trying to Uh, rehabilitate or to build new buildings was directly in line with what I do in my career. Um, So like you said, I'm a project engineer, a project manager, um, and I work on infrastructure projects. Um, My background is in civil and structural engineering. So to hear about the school that floods 
it was like, okay, we got to fix this. This is what I do. I'm a professional problem solver. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got plugged into the board. Um, and I've recently joined a board within the last year, um, but I've been knowing about the Opportunity School and supporting it since since that time when I met Katsuri in Dallas a few years ago. Yeah. Well, wonderful. So I really want to hear more about, so you you all have said several times that, that um, the buildings flood. So I would really want to hear more, um, Kasturi and uh, Amali, from you all. What is it like for the children when the the buildings flood? So what what are the what are the issues and the problems that you face in there with the children when um, when the buildings flood? But I know that it's about to come for us a time to take a break. So let's do this. Um, let's take a break. And then when we get back, I want I want to hear more from you from India about what it's like with the children there at the Opportunity School. We will be right back. You're listening to Every Heart, Every Woman. The show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Uh, We are having a great conversation about the Opportunity School. The Opportunity School is a school for mentally challenged children located in Chennai, India. The Opportunity School's purpose is to educate children with special needs and help them become self-sufficient members of society. And we're very excited. This is a first for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We have two ladies tuning in with us from the Opportunity School from India. And so we want to jump back into our conversation uh, where we left off. We have Kasturi Devaraj and Amali Vincent in India. Here in the States, we have Marie McCoy and Courtney Kelly. But let's go back to you, Kasturi. Um, We would love to hear some of your stories about uh, the children there in in India, and and also tell us more about the issues and and the problems that the flooding causes. I am living with the children in the hostel because I I, I didn't get married. I'm a spinster. I like to work with the Lord, uh, so um, I I use yeah, 24 hours. I used to stay in the hostel and taking care of the children. And every time I used to tell about our Lord Jesus Christ, how he is taking care of us and um, how we must be thankful to him like that. Mm -hmm. We used to have worship uh, in the morning and night also. One day uh, we used to sing praises and the children like to sing uh, nice songs. Even though they are not able to pronounce the words properly, they say the along with the tune they uh, sing nicely. So I like to hear that one. God likes that. So I used to say so many Bible stories and ask them to pray to Him and Lord. 
and uh, make them to believe on Jesus Christ because in their house they have different gods. They used to have different kind of worship. So here I used to tell them the Lord is with us always. We must be thankful to him. So you should not um, fear. You should not feel bad because God loves you very much. I used to say one day, one night, I was when I was taking the prayers, the electricity went off. So all dark. So they all screamed. So I said, "No, don't, uh, don't be afraid. God is with us. We'll pray. God will send us the light." So I immediately I prayed, "Lord, please send us the light so that we will be." Uh, happy. So after some time, uh, the light came. So everybody laughed and they all uh, felt very happy. And then I said, see, God hears our prayers. He is with us. So don't be afraid anymore. Whatever you ask, God will give you, isn't it? Like that, uh, I used to make them believe on Jesus Christ. And even though if they go home, they used to tell these memory verses from the Bible and pray with the parents and like that. So they like parents also very happy. My child is able to pray. My child is able to sing so like that. They will be very happy. The one sad thing, we don't have proper place in the hostel because very old building, always uh, uh, water is coming and uh, during monsoon time, the whole building was flooded and the children are able to uh, sit in their classes and they have to rush back or they are some, some days they are not able to attend the school. So, so we used to pray, Lord, please give us the a proper building. Uh, one um, time, um, what happened? Last um, uh, flooded time, um, we few are in the hostel. So we were uh, uh, upstairs. We were. We cannot come down. So all full, fully water. So um, we were there. Some police came and to help us. So he came and asked the children, are you happy? Yes, we are happy, they said. Oh, do you have food? Yes, we had food. So they are all very happy. The police are very, very much impressed with these children. Then they used to send the idli, morning breakfast and drink like that. So we, got, we received. So these are not, uh, see, God is taking care of us. See, we are all here. No one is there. We cannot go out because whole campus is full of water, just like a sea. We can see the water like that. So, but during that period also, we are getting help from others. So these are the things uh, children are very, um, very much uh, believe on Jesus Christ. Um, the places are very slushy and um, we cannot use the uh, records again. So much uh, damage. 
So that is the saddest part because our um, building is sinking and um, they are not able to run the school during that time. So that's why we would like to raise funds for the school. Mm-hmm. And, and Amali, um, would, yeah. you, would you share with us kind of um, the same that I asked Kasturi, you know, what, what does it do to the children when they aren't able to, number one, come to school or do the things that they, you know, normally do being able to, because I know that the school really consists of three buildings. And so I know that they would enjoy going to all three of those buildings and they miss out on um, activities when, when the flooding is there. Yeah. Uh, before that, I want to uh, uh, tell one interesting thing is mm-hmm. we actually, we take them to an excursion for three days excursion uh, so in uh, 2010, I believe, we took them to a hill place. Uh, so we went there, we stayed there for three days. And while returning, um, the van driver lost his control. And, uh, and also, also he said that the brake is not working. So Kasturi is next to the driver. And I, myself and another two teachers were uh, next to her. And 12 of the children were traveling with us. So we, we actually, we don't know what to do. And we only called Jesus. We said, Jesus, Jesus. Without knowing anything, the children were also shouting, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So at that time, he dashed against the wall, the rock. And then uh, he had a control over it and we we are uh, safe. We were safe. Really, it was a wonderful experience. And um, uh, children also, children also after coming back, they witnessed like in the churches, in the school, they witnessed, they said, uh, without knowing anything, we shouted Jesus and Jesus saved us. So this is a wonderful thing. We didn't inform the parents what happened in the during that uh, excursion time. Mm-hmm. So children went home and uh, told we were fell down, car dashed in with a wall, and uh, we called Jesus. So we are all safe. But Kasturi teacher got uh, sick, and Mamali uh, teacher fell down, <laughs> and so many teachers heard. <laughs> But we didn't have any hurt. So uh, parents came and they tell us, so what happened? Children are all safe, but you are you met with that accident. But mm-hmm. God had to save us. See, children are all experiencing uh, God's presence. Yes. One instance I would like to tell. One day, uh, I was getting down. Downstairs, I am going. So I am getting down. One girl, uh, he, she's a Down syndrome. So she came up in the steps and she was talking to her and uh, uh, smile like that. So I said, uh, uh, Selby, why, why are you laughing like that? So I, immediately she's saying, I am talking with the Jesus. I talking with Jesus, smile with Jesus. I was shocked. No, I said, no, they really, you talked to Jesus. Yes, uh, that's why I am laughing. <laughs> so, <laughs> things, uh, yeah, every day we are uh, 
facing a good experience with these children. Yes, and wonderful. Uh, during the flood time, uh, we are not able to open the school. So the school will be closed for 10, 15 days. Uh, so the parents will feel uh, much to handle the children. And uh, during that time, uh, an angel entered into our school. That's uh, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> really, we want to say, like Mary entered our school and not she actually, uh, she boasts us, like we will uh, do it. We will uh, face this, uh, this thing and she walked through the water. During hmm. that time, it was uh, flooding and she walked through the water. And um, uh, after that, uh, they formed an SOS committee and from that, we had uh, funds to raise one building. We raised five feet high, and uh, now it's a new, uh, we are going to use it. So it's ready, and we are going to use it. And other two buildings, uh, we are planning to do that. And so uh, the committee members, they've come forward to help us, and also local funds we have to raise. And uh, uh, during, now we are in a pandemic uh, period, uh, lockdown period for four months. So the uh, parents, are, uh, they are not able to control, control their uh, the children at home because they have to take care of the children within four walls. So this will be uh, very tough for them. And now we have started online classes like the teacher go, uh, yeah, they have a cell phone. They have a cell phone, Android mm -hmm. cell phone, uh, but not computers. They are not rich. They are in a, a lower grade. So they have a, one, at least one person will have a Android phone in the family. So mm -hmm. through that, the uh, teacher will, um, will record a video and she will send, or she goes in a video call and she instructs the child what to do. So this is called a home-based training we are doing. Whatever resource they have at uh, home, we use that resource and we teach them. See, uh, for counting, uh, for example, for counting at school, we use tokens for counting or the eye sticks, eye sticks, uh, beads or like that. But in uh, in at home the real object they use onions for counting they <laughs> use uh, tomatoes for counting they use uh, spoons tumblers plates like that and also we have a skill like they have to place their uh, um, their personal items in their uh, place in that place so this is uh, after eating they go they uh, put it in the wash uh, basin they clean it now and uh, they are cleaning their place like that. They are uh, learning many more things than in the school. So we are so happy. We are so happy and the parents are very, very happy. Like the teachers, when the teachers say, the students obey. When the parents say, they don't actually. <laughs> but the teacher says uh, they are doing it and the teachers are so happy. And now what happens is they are in the uh, daily wages. Their parents are daily wages, so they are not able to go and get uh, food or something. So we are helping them by getting groceries for them. 
and uh, we are uh, they are not able to through government we are uh, doing that and they are not able to pay the fees too mm-hmm. so now uh, now we have uh, we are raising we are in that uh, position to raise uh, fees for them uh, sponsors for them so we are doing that and uh, the children are happy the children are happy yet they want yeah. to come to school they want yeah. to come to school <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I mean that's that's wonderful. I I love to hear um what the Lord is doing all over the world. And and all of us are really we're all in the pandemic now. It's just that everyone handles it differently. So, um it's I, I'm excited to hear that the teachers are still able to teach and they're able to uh, send the kids videos and I know I'm I'm sure the kids are just so excited to to still be able to hear from their teachers you know in that way and also they come in the conference call they okay. come in the conference call and they talk to me and kasturi and yeah. they instruct us to wear mask because you're going out you're going to the office you just wear a mask and go so yeah. they instruct us to do so it's a very interesting thing <laughs> <laughs> I know Matt we're all trying to get used to wearing masks so yes that's good. that's good. So Marie tell us um it's very interesting to hear from Amali she's saying that the the building was actually raised up you put maybe pillars under one of the buildings. Uh yeah it's interesting they kind of jacked it up like you jack up a car. Mm. And the floor has to come out so they lifted it 5 feet. You know, in 2015, the flood was so bad, it actually went to the second floor. But that was like what they call the hundred-year storm. But raising it five feet will help for most years. And um, I want to share, uh, if, if everyone would go to our website, SOSMC has a website, everychildmatters.org. It's every-child-matters.org. And you can see a video of them raising the building, wow. uh, but there are three buildings. So um, what they've done, the building committee there, but uh, we paid for most of it. SOSMC, it cost about $120,000 to lift the building and to renovate it. And it is beautiful. You can go on the website and see the, the before and after pictures Um beautiful tiles in the bathrooms with dinosaurs and partitions they've made with see-through glass to to partition off different classrooms and then change them as they've needed. So that's the what we did is we started with the newest building. One building was built in 1995, one was built in 1985 and one was built between 1970 and 75. So now the key is we spent 120 for that SOSMC paid about 112,000 of that. So now we're trying to raise the money for the other two buildings and um we're still looking to see if we can raise those and renovate those or we may have to actually replace the oldest building that's still being studied but we need probably between uh, 350,000 and 800,000 more. So um you know, uh even a $25 donation if we have enough people that can look and you can go on our website and donate through PayPal. 
So um, we think that when it floods, this is going to make a difference. We didn't mention this is a vocational school. So it's um, ages three through 18, and they have early intervention where they start with the youngest. And then, um, and then they train the boys on carpentry and screen printing and uh, working in a kiosk. The girls uh, are taught to cook and sew and bake. And after they graduate at age 18, um, many of the girls can't live on their own. So they go into this additional building uh, school that Kasturi and Amali work, work with, um, the Annie Tulu, where um, there are a group of women living there and they make like popcorn. I thought like, what do you do with popcorn? But they sell that to the nearby schools and they're pretty self-sufficient. So they have like a, um, a supervisor that lives there with them so uh, that they're protected. But uh, it's just a wonderful school. And I, th I think a lot of our special needs schools here could learn from, from their methods because uh, these children are happy and they're learning to be independent. Yeah, that is wonderful. That's that. I mean, that's kind of what we want for every single child. We want every single child that after they graduate from from their school, whatever that is, to be able to offer something to the world, to be able to sell, you know, make something, sell something so that they can um they can support themselves. So I, I, I really think that that's, that's really huge. And so um, I, I, I love hearing this and, and, you know, in this pandemic, we, we have said on our radio show so many times, don't um, just sit inside your doors and not reach out to anyone else, you know, take this time to really feel out, you know, how, who can I, learn about who can I help? You know, what, what can I do during this time? Because we all want to stay connected. And, and this is a way for, for um, us to feel connected to some, a ministry that's, you know, just blessing people. And I love that it's the, it's the, the, the spirit of God that really connects us here in the U S you know, all the way to India. So Marie, I can tell you want to say one more thing. Uh, yes, you know, that's one of the beauties of the pandemic is we've all learned how to use Zoom. Yes. And so before the pandemic, I would Skype with Kesturi and Amali, but mm -hmm. the, the connection wasn't that good. And if we got more than three people on it, it didn't work. But now we're doing Zoom calls and I invite your audience, if anybody would like us to do a Zoom call with your group and Kesturi and Amali and spread this word, we will be happy to have a one-on-one -on because -one, we just did that with our UMW group. And, um, you know, just to be able to talk to someone that far away and see how they are coping with, you know, what we think we have at heart here because we go to the grocery store and we can't get toilet paper or something. Right, right. But we have it so much tougher. And, and it makes you feel, you know, it gives you a, a better appreciation for the world. So I, I, I just, if you go to our website, everychildmatters.org, um, and be sure and put the dashes or you'll end up with the daycare center in Washington, DC. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can contact me and we can, we can get something going up. And I, I personally can do a PowerPoint 
or will be happy to do a, a program for your circle or for your church group or whatever group you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. That's a great message, Marie. I mean, I I attended, you know, the last Zoom you know, that you had, and um, it was just eye opening. And it and it's great to be connected with what the Lord is doing, you know, all over the world. And and um, I think that's what every heart, every woman radio really uh, strives to do. We want to all feel connected. We want to know that the Lord is keeping us and blessing us, but he's also keeping you, uh, Kasturi and Amali in, in India. And also he's um, keeping the children, you know, and blessing the children and allowing them to still learn and to grow and to still do things um, during this pandemic. So number one, I just want to thank you all for uh, for joining us, Kasturi Devaraj and Amali Vincent and Marie McCoy and Courtney Kelly. Um, it was such a blessing to have you here on Every Heart, Every Woman Radio. I want to again give everybody um, the website is every dash child-matters.org. Go there and you can get connected with Marie here and 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 you can get all of the information um, that you need. Um, everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can go to loveministriesbuilds.org for all of the information about Love Ministries. You can go to carlanivens.com for all of the information about myself and this show. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you back here next week.